This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. I'm Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer down here in Florida, looking at the moon as it's getting ready to travel across the sky. Welcome to the Weekly Weather for December 11th to the 18th. We continue to have an out-of-bounds extravaganza this week with Mercury, Venus, Mars, Pallas, Athena, and Lilith out-of-bounds. So a lot of wild energy, as you noticed last week, was full of wild energy. We had uh, Kristen Cinema change parties. We had Brittany Griner released in a prison exchange. We had Celine Dion announce her physical illness. A lot of people had major changes. Uh, health matters, things coming to light, finding out about friends having diseases. Sometimes shocking news, but also news that kind of came out of the blue also so this week more of the same are you ready it's going to be a wild week not so bad but it's got an energy of um, trying to get us to change and look at things in a new way always a good thing and it always encourages us to think differently than we used to and you may notice that some of the background has changed i got a new chair uh not a new chair i got a new table i got a pot I'm going backwards because it looks weird. But anyway, the pot, a bunch of stuff unpacked, 33 boxes, got about 10 undone. But I got the shelves, so we're making progress down here because I'm having Mars out of bounds in my fourth house of home and family. So watch where that Mars is because that's where the changes are taking place. Where is Mars in your chart and what is he doing? Look for the Gemini house. He's about 14 right now, heading backwards, going to station to go direct on the 12th of January. So we're in the rewind phase. So I'm unpacking the boxes, sending the paper out. I have to unwrap it all and then bundle it up and take it down to the disposal. Yeah, that kind of energy. It is a retrograde, so it does invite you to reorganize, revise, revisit, and your actions, your behaviors, your ideas about how you're gonna do things. So without further ado, let's head into the week. Uh, okay, Let's see if this works. All right, so people wrote and asked when are the planets going to go inbounds? And because we're having this out of bounds extravaganza, Mercury's going to come inbounds on December 22nd. Uh, Venus is going to come inbounds on December 24th. Mars does not come inbounds until he gets the heck out of Cancer, or gets the heck out of Gemini, gets through Cancer. So he's not inbounds until May 5th, a long time. Pallas Athena comes inbounds on February 8th, and Lilith comes inbounds on March 13th. Now remember, Pallas Athena is our strategy, how we think, our vision of things, and she's handling, ha having a great old time in Cancer. And Lilith is also our, uh, our not wanting to be subservient, not wanting to be told what to do. So she's coming in, not coming inbounds until March. So we have a lot of energy with the gang. Uh, up there <laughs> causing all sorts of excitement in our lives. So watch where those planets are out of bounds in your chart. Remember Mercury and Venus just went into Capricorn and when they both had, they had a sesquiquadrate to Uranus on a world point. So you would have heard from someone you maybe heard and hadn't heard from. Unexpected changing news around money or value or purpose as the two of them had that sesquiquadrate. So this week we are going from the full to the new moon, so we're waning in energy. It's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 
but we have a couple of exciting energies to work with. So first up, we're going to have the Sun come to square Neptune, and that's going to happen on Wednesday. Uh, and so when the Sun squares Neptune, it does encourage us to make choices about our dreams. Now remember, Neptune just stationed, there he is, he just stationed retrograde, uh, to go just stationed from retrograde to go direct last week. And he's going to pass over the point where he and Jupiter met up on April 12th. And when they met up, they started a new 13-year cycle. And Jupiter, of course, is still in Pisces. He went into Aries, and then he went, oh, I forgot something, and he came back. Now Neptune's going to go over that point. But as the sun comes to square it, and this is a closing square, so closing squares always encourage us to do a psychological understanding and orientation in a new direction. They are very often releasing squares when they're closing because you're done with the story. And you do the psychological letting go. And literally, you know, think of it as, you know, I, I realized what I need to do about my direction. And of course, the Sag Sun is talking to Jupiter at the very last degree, the very last sign of the zodiac right before he starts a new 12-year journey on December 21st. So this is a potent little square. can be very emotional, can be very sensitive, can also have a vision. And on that particular day, I've actually got some people coming over to help me unpack because it's a lot of stuff to unpack. Um, and I had a wonderful woman named Joni Pope pack me on the north side. And as I unpack these boxes, I'm like, wow, this woman did a great job. But I'm also like, a lot of stuff to unpack. Yeah, and we're going to be unpacking things all week, not just in our um, my realm, in the physical realm, but in your own life, too. You're going to be doing a lot of psychological work and trying to understand things and get a different perspective on them and see them in a new way. And also, with the Sun Square Neptune, it, it lifts the veil. It helps you see things. This also is usually good for a weather storm. So when we see this, expect rain, clouds, snow, airport delays, because Sagittarius wants to travel, and Neptune says there's a lot of water out there. And it is winter, so when this happens in the summer, it tends to be a hurricane. When it happens in the winter, it tends to be a snowstorm. So kind of watch for that energy of that Saturn square Neptune, Sun square Neptune. Next up, Mercury is in a trine with Uranus. Now, last week, Mercury had a sesquiquadrate, so you got some unexpected news when he had a sesquiquadrate to Uranus. And now little Mercury there, he's at 15, and he's trining Uranus. Now, remember, Uranus in 15 degrees of the fixed in Taurus is on a world point. It's also very near to the degrees of the eclipse this year, which was 16. Uh, the full moon eclipse. So we're back to eclipse energy with Mercury trining, grounding, making everything solid. Remember, Mercury's out of bounds. So there's an energy here of grounding and making things solid, reliable, and dependable as he comes to grind, to trine the Saturn. So things that maybe went a little kaflooey during eclipse time. Now Mercury says, oh, okay, let's figure it out. And the sun has gone past the square to Neptune, so the sun is seeing things clearly now, too. Interestingly, you know, and I, when I look at it, I always kind of pay attention to the stories in my life. I had a friend who was hiking uh, and got a tick bite. And, of course, he was hiking near where horses were. And the tick bite caused a lot of health problems, kind of sudden, unexpected. 
So this aspect kind of marks a shift and a change. And when Mercury was in a sesquiquadrate to Uranus was when they figured out what he had, which was a horse-borne tick disease instead of like the usual suspects of Lyme in the upper on the eastern seaboard. So it's an interesting energy because it's going to solve the story when Mercury came to trying that, when Mercury came to sesquiquadrate last week when he was at zero. And of course Venus as she moves in she's going to form a trine and say things too, but that's not till next week. We also have a quintile extravaganza. Now, there are a number of quintiles in the sky. And what I love about quintiles is they're the ninth, they're the fifth harmonic, which means that you divide the circle by the circle of 360 degrees by 5. So they're the same sound of the pentatonic scale in a wind chime. And they also are, they add up because it's a 72 degree, 72 degrees aspect, which adds up to nine. So I like to think of quintiles as the gifts you bring in from previous incarnations, the stuff that you know how to do and nobody taught you. You just kind of can do it or you learned it just a little bit and then you were off and running. So when I see quintiles in someone's chart, I always get very excited because I'm going to go, oh, these are your secret, these are your secret superpowers. These are your secret gifts. There's a lot of them this week. So we're really going to have these kind of, oh, wow, I get it, I get it. Or, oh, I know, I know how to do that. That looks really interesting. And the quintiles we're having are in interesting positions. They're between a lot of the planets that are really making us make choices about our future. Then there's a thing called the biquintile, where they add the two quintiles together, and it's 144 degrees. It also adds up to a nine. One, four, and four, right? So it's a harmonic of completion and competency and uh, almost a, a setting free. But it also has talents and skills that you didn't need any training at all to be able to do. You just can do it. So when we see these in a chart, in, the, in a natal chart, we get all excited. But to have this many quintiles, which are including our out-of-bounds planets, our Mercury, our Venus, our Mars, and our palace Athena, where's the girlfriend? She's over here. And our Lilith, who unfortunately I don't have turned on, which she's over here next to palace Athena. Um, I was fiddling with my charts this week, so not everybody's turned on, I guess. I'll turn her back on. Um, but So the quintiles are all super active. And they also are energies where we really feel like, wow, I can get that accomplished and do things. So they form all week. And normally there aren't very many, but this particular week there's a lot of them. Enough that I noticed to say, let me make its own chart. So what you want to watch for, and they, f they, for they flow all week, it's the things where you go, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I know, I know that. I'm, I'm on it. I got it. So quintiles are very lovely. We also have Mars forming a sesquiquadrate. Now remember, he's going retrograde to Pluto and the moon. This is a fasty, but because the moon is in Libra squaring Pluto as it's going in a closing sextile to the sun, and notice the moon is really in a semi-sextile, sorry, in a closing sextile, very close. The sun here is kind of working in a very deep energy uh, in, in a configuration we call an ear, 
uh, where the two of them, actually it's not a near, I take that back. It's a square between the moon and Venus, and then the moon is in a conversation of a sextile to the sun, and the sun is in a semi-sextile conversation to Pluto. So the sun is trying to illuminate things, and Mercury, uh, Mercury ruled Mars over here is kind of eh, causing trouble. That's what Mars does. Yeah, you know, he likes to cause trouble. How many, how many of you have had trouble with your computer, or is it trouble with your internet, or your cell phone, or just your communications, or just you have to do everything twice? So this is a fast-moving hammer Thor, but when it, fi when it, when it hammers, it's going to be quick and fast. So we're going to watch for this next Sunday as the hammer comes a-swinging. And when we see that hammer arriving, we're going to go, okay, got it, hammer of Thor at the end of the week. And when we're working with that energy, just be aware that the moon in Libra is seeking to partner, answering to an out-of-bounds Venus. Mars in Gemini, causing some trouble, answering to an out-of-bounds Mercury. Pluto, well, you know Pluto, he's always up for us, he's always in the mood for a spoiler, a spoiler alert. And he's squaring the moon in Libra, so this can be relationships, you know, showing up, being a little manipulative, a little controlling. And I'm totally cool with controlling manipulative relationships. Sometimes you need to do that. But we also have the moon here in a, in a quincunx to the Jupiter. So it can also make someone look at you differently. Because the moon and Pluto are talking to it. Jupiter and Pluto and are talking to each other in a sextile. And they go, well, you know, they've always been like that. And the other one goes, yeah, I know. And of course, Uranus is on the world point. So whatever the reveal is that's coming with this hammer, it should be pretty big. But it also is quick, fast, potent, whack. And so when we see that, notice all the planets that are towards the end of degrees. So we can really feel a season change. We can really feel that everything's shifting and going towards a new direction and a new way of being. And so this, this little fast hammer at the end of the week uh, is kind of a potent person. And, you know, just whenever you see Mars and Pluto hanging out together, you know it's trouble. <laughs> the two of them get together and they just come up with stuff. And, of course, Mars is out of bounds and he's retrograde in Gemini and he's answering to a Mercury out of bounds. So we're going to look for triangle stories that involve drama and that also are being triggered, you know, things that came out under the eclipses. And if it didn't come out of, under the eclipse but you had an inkling it was there, you kind of went, hmm, what's that about? This is when it shows up. Uh, and it's a hammer. We, we don't really like hammers that much. Uh, last but not least, Ceres enters Libra. That's also going to happen on Sunday. So she has been in Virgo. Work, 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 work. Harvest, 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 harvest. And now she's moving into Libra where she wants to collaborate. So she's leaving the auspices of Mercury and heading into the under the rulership of Venus, uh, and the two of them, you know, pass her off. You know, here, you know, we've figured this out. So Ceres is needing to do something really nice and nurturing for yourself, a beautification project. You know, scheduling yourself a spa, giving yourself something for all the work that Ceres has been doing while she's in Virgo, and of course, decorating your Christmas tree, doing your Christmas shopping. Uh, coming up with your vision for, you know, how we're all going to collaborate, making plans to do things with people. This is a lovely energy as she shifts into air. 
And that's it for the big aspects. So this week we also have on our short sheet, uh, the sun is going from 19 Sagittarius to 27. As we pointed out, he has that sextile to Saturn. He also has a uh, biquintile to Uranus. He's one of the biquintiles. And he has a quintile to Vesta, the home and hearth. As we also pointed out, the sun square Neptune, where the illusion drops. He does have a cranky, crabby day when he trines the sun on the 15th. Or he's, the sun trines Eris, the goddess of discord, on the 15th. And he revises his strategy on the 16th based on the crabbiness of the aspect with Eris. So it's kind of pay attention. And the sun does have a health aspect at the end of the week on the 18th uh, with a Quindicelli to Mars. Mercury this week, moving quick, going from 6 Capricorn to 16 Capricorn. That's more than a degree a day. Uh, and he is uh, has a quintile to Neptune, giving him a great deal of creative ability. That's going to be on the 14th. He also has an aspect with the nodes of fate. So watch what news you get on the 15th. I happen to know that's one of the days that uh, the universities that are accepting students are sending their emails out, Mercury trying the note of fate, and uh, you find out if you get in early admissions. So many young college applicants that are in my, or their mothers actually, are in my client base or can be waiting for news, good news, uh, with those aspects on the 15th. And then uh, we also have Moon Quincunx Mars. Well, you didn't get in, but you know, try again, or you completely didn't get in, Mercury contra parallel Mars out of bounds. Remember, these are all out of bounds planets. So first it quincunxes Mars, and then it's, it's contra parallel. So news on the 15th for all those college parents, all those parents waiting for college acceptance notices. It's, it's, a, it's a big one. And then on the 17th, the Mercury has a nice trine to Uranus, which we talked about after his delivery of news last week with his sesquadrate, this is the solution. What are you going to do to change it? And Venus this week goes from 5 Capricorn to 10. So every planet in your chart between 5 and 10 is getting a little visit from Venus. She does have three quintiles, which is always nice with her. You know, when Venus is in a quintile and she's in Capricorn, she's got a real eye for luxury, that girl. So you, she might come home after having a little shopping or coming up with a great idea about what she wants to do with partner or having a dream come true because she has a quintile to Juno, the planet of partnership, as well as to um, Neptune. She also has a quintile to Pallas Athena. So if you've been having a troubling health uh, issue, it can, might be resolved, or you can come up with a new strategy for how to handle it. Mars this week, hard aspect on the 17th to the nodes of fate. And he ends the week, as I mentioned, with that sesquiquadrate to Pluto and the moon, the hammer of Thor, on the 18th. Uh, the rest of the planets are pretty quiet. Um, Ceres has her at an aspect to the nodes of fate on the 11th, but it's more of a, like, should we do it or not? Kind of an adjusting energy, not a bad aspect. And then, of course, um, uh, Ceres enters Libra on December 18th. When we look at our moon calendar for the week, um, our difficult days uh, this week, going from the 11th, today the moon's in Leo, and it went into Leo around 3.08 p.m., 3.09 p.m., 
It's in Leo on Monday, Sunday, Monday, and it goes void at 10.52 on Tuesday morning, and it's void all day Tuesday. Zoom, zoom, zoom. The whole day of Tuesday is void. Then it goes into Virgo at 3.45 a.m. on Wednesday morning, and when the moon goes void at 10.52 on Tuesday, it goes void with the trine. The moon in Leo goes void with the trine to the sun. So that's a helpful aspect, and it's a nice closing aspect, so, you know, work on projects. So in my case, that's one of the days I'm going to be unpacking this week and putting all the things on their shelves. Uh, Wednesday, Moon goes into Virgo on the 14th and the 15th and the 16th, and it goes void at 2.13 p.m. Uh, with a um, opposition to Jupiter. So one of the things I'm also doing is down here, you know, I lived here for a year last year, and I kind of looked at stuff, and I thought, I think that can go to Goodwill. I think that can go to Goodwill. We've got a little Goodwill basket going. Always good to recycle, so that's your days for recycling, releasing, and letting go as the moon's opposite Jupiter, and you go, I like it, but not that much. Moon is just void for about a half an hour on Friday, and then it goes into Libra, on the 16th, the 17th, and the 18th, going void at 5.35 p.m. with a psychological closing square to Pluto. That makes the weekend a little tough uh, because the moon's in Libra, answering to the out-of-bounds Venus and a closing square to Pluto. We're also beginning Hanukkah then as we head towards uh, sundown. It begins at sundown on the 18th. Um, Moon goes void at 5.35, and then it enters Scorpio at 10.31 p.m., so it's void for about five hours on Sunday the 18th. And then in Scorpio, when it goes void, it goes void with a sextile to Pluto. So the easy days this week are the Leo moon with a nice closing aspect of a trine. The Virgo moons are separating, so, you know, you're separating from things you know you're done with, and the Libra moons are a little stressful. Uh, so beginning of the week's easy. The difficult days, the DDs, the difficult days, or we can call them the intense days. The intense days, uh, the 17th, Friday is intense. Um, a lot of scrappy energy on the 18th. Not bad, but just argumentative. Um, and then, uh, I'm not loving the 15th because there's so much adjustment needing. That's Thursday. It's not a bad day. But it's like adjustments are required, and, and why are they required? Because there's a lot of arguing energies in the sky, and the moon and the mercury, they all have um, adjusting energies to planets that are mean, uh, planets that aren't nice. Easy day, fun day, uh, the 13th is fun, and Monday, the 12th is fun. Although we do have the moon Leo, on a world point, squaring Uranus on a world point, and that's going to be at 10.47 p.m. Um, Monday night, so that can bring some really interesting news. And on that note, we send you off into the week. Remember, we have the option for the cruise. We're going to be sending a note out this week to people that signed up. It's going to be from January 2-2 to 2-8. Uh, we'll eat together, we'll sing together, we'll party together, we'll dance together, we'll go on excursions together, and we will have astrology, tarot, crystal, reiki, all sorts of fun things that we're going to be learning on this cruise, the mind, body, spirit, and it's on the Odyssey of the Seas, <sighs> leaving from Fort Lauderdale. Next up, Cupful of Stars. This week, for some reason, I had a lot of people reporting that they were listeners to Cupful of Stars, and they really liked it. 
This is a very good ecological Christmas gift to somebody. If they like astrology and they like a little podcast in the morning, this is a great present. And uh, I haven't done it yet, but I'll put it up there next week for uh, gift certificates for readings or for a cup full of stars where you can sign up and, um, and get it for someone you love. Uh, also, the Pluto return of the United States, more to come on that and the Neptune-Jupiter conjunction of April, which is being very activated this week with the uh, aspects of Neptune and the sun squaring the Neptune, where the universe says, so that's your dream? And you go, uh-huh. And then the universe goes, okay, come on, let's go do it. And you're kind of like, really? We're going to go do it? And it's like, uh-huh, we're ready to do it. Listen to your heart this week. It's really speaking to you. Watch for those quintiles where you kind of feel like, oh, yeah, that's that would be fun, and head towards that. Busy week on the Earth, out-of-bounds planets. You saw how much fun the wild news has been lately. Prisoner exchanges, people changing political parties, just a lot of stuff. So, And if you have people with health aspects this week, there are some quintichilis that can indicate a shift in the health, uh, and the eclipse degrees are being activated. So if they got sick during the eclipses or it was diagnosed, this is when they get the plan or the ideas of how to figure it out. And uh, be, be gentle. It's a, it's a week where people can be a little, a little agitated, um, especially with that hammer of Thor. Because remember, it builds over the course of the week. It's not till the weekend, but it builds. So have a good one. Bye. This conference.